Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we have Mason Ferner and Sarah Dvorak. Here they are two Lumen Christi missionaries in our diocese. Uh, Mason's up in Aberdeen and Sarah is in Sioux Falls. They stopped in, uh, gosh, earlier this week, probably last week by the time this goes on radio, um, to tell us what they're seeing out in the diocese with the young people, what kind of fruits they're seeing from the work they do as missionaries, and to share with us that there is hope and lots of it. They're very encouraged by what they see. So it's a really good conversation. I hope you'll stick around for it. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald for some Biblical Bites with Dr. B. Renee, I can't believe you didn't say something already. What? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh, well, that's I forget that it's running on New Year's Day. New Year's Day! It's it's 2023. Yes. Can, can I? What are the odds? Obviously, we're recording this earlier. What are the odds that you made it to midnight last night? None. None? Absolutely zero. I can't even... Well, you know what? Last year, I think I was... Maybe I woke myself up to see New Year. I don't even know why. Midnight. Most of the time, we're like, let's go to bed. <laughs> Wow. I have to tell you a real quick story. Please. Um, Elise and I were down in a closet down in the room where we keep all of our camera equipment in, cleaning up some things, and we found this fantastic pull-down map that oh, we, we've been threatening to bring it. Yes. Biblical, oh. It's not a biblical map. Oh. It's just a map. Oh. But we were like, ooh, biblical bites so map. Exciting. <laughs> I'm waiting. Many for of our that. longtime listeners will understand that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today's not going to be too mappy. Okay, um, fine. Sorry. But, uh, but happy new year. Yes. So today is therefore, of course. It is the second Sunday of Christmas, but then the solemnity of Mary. Is it, is there I'll, such a thing as the second Sunday of no, Christmas? No, there's no such thing. Well, <laughs> totally I mean, there is. Totally made that a, up. No, 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 Mother of God? Yes. Yes. She said with a question mark. I see, yeah. So so the week after uh, we celebrate, and this has been an ancient feast, um, the week, at week after we celebrate Jesus' birth, we celebrate Mary's divine motherhood, that she is the... Now, just to be clear here, because there's sometimes there's communication, confusion about this, um, the idea, and it's not just Catholics who hold this, mm-hmm. uh, the idea that Mary is the mother of God does not mean that she's the origin of Jesus's divinity. Right. Uh, the teaching, the ancient teaching, the affirmation that Mary is Theotokos, the God bearer, the mother, the one who bore God. Mm-hmm. It's an affirmation that Jesus, it's not like there's the human Jesus and the divine. He does have two natures, human and divine, right. but there's one divine person. Right. So Jesus, in his, the second person of the Trinity, uh, took on human nature and was born of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So Blessed Virgin Mary is rightly called the mother of God, not because she originated his divinity, right. but beca- mm-hmm. to affirm that Jesus is one divine person with two natures. Just right. a little, dipping the toe a little bit into some deep Christology there. Um, <laughs> but but that that's an ancient teaching. Mary is the mother of God, which really affirms Jesus's divine divinity is okay. what that's about. Okay. okay. It's also though, what we read in the gospels uh, is about how the shepherds went in haste. They found Mary and Joseph, the infant lion in the manger. Uh, when they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about the child. All who heard it were amazed by what had told them by the shepherds. Mary kept all these things reflecting in them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it has been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So we're celebrating um, 
Mary's divine motherhood. We're also celebrating Jesus's circumcision, the Jewish ritual by which uh, Jesus formally becomes part of the covenant mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So I just had recorded recently a, a, a presentation for school missionary discipleship, how Abraham, when he was 99, uh, underwent circumcision because that oh. was the first time that that God said, this is the covenant ritual by which you oh, will affirm that you are uh, that you were binding yourself to me and all of your descendants. Mm-hmm. So Jews, ever since then, when when they've been faithful, they have practiced the 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 not just the medical procedure of circumcision. It is that, but with a it, it's a covenantal ritual by which they are affirming they are, that they are a part of God's people. Right. So Jesus himself, of course, is God. Of course, he's part of God's people. But again, in his humanity, at being born into a Jewish family, mm-hmm. this was the means by which uh, newborn boys were formally brought into God's covenant with his people. Right. So all faithful Jews did this. So we're also, rec- and this is why uh, the gospel reading speaks about Jesus' circumcision, because it would happen on the eighth day. It's been, quote unquote, eight days mm-hmm. since Christmas. So he was born. Uh, eight days later, he was circumcised. And this is when he's given the name Jesus. And just this is the last thing I want to mention. His name is who he is and what he does. God saves. Mm-hmm. He is God, and he has come to set his people free from their sins and save them. Thanks a lot, Dr. B. And have a happy new year. In the studio with me today, I have two Lumen Christi missionaries. I have um, Mason Ferner, who is located in Aberdeen, and Sarah Dvorak, who is located in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Mason made a little trip down here this morning, and it's cold today. So yes. <laughs> thank you guys for coming in, especially you, Mason, for taking the drive. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you. We have people from uh, Lumen Christian off and on. Just to say, just to tell us what's going on out there, because Lumen Christi is kind of a big thing that is going on in our diocese. And I think people forget about it unless they're directly involved mm-hmm. or have kids involved. Mm-hmm. So it's good to remind everybody, hey, this is what's happening. This is what we see happening with the kids, with the college students. So Mason and Sarah are going to share some of that with us. So thanks for coming in, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. So let's first find out a little bit about you guys. Mason, will you tell us? A little bit about yourself uh, and maybe how you ended up getting involved with Lumen Christi. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, so my name is Mason Ferner. I'm 22. Um, I'm from Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, so the mm-hmm. southeastern part of the diocese. And um, I'm a Lumen Christi missionary this year. Um, just a little bit about kind of how I am here before you yeah. today. Yeah. Um, I wasn't actually raised in the faith. So when I was in college, oh. I um, had a, a pretty substantial conversion and just really kind of met the Lord and... Um, Right after kind of I entered the church, I um, was able to serve last year as a net missionary. So I traveled and did retreat ministry and um, kind of served and really grew in my faith a lot last year that way. And um, kind of was towards the end of um, and really kind of growing into my own faith and relationship with the Lord. Um, I just felt like he was calling me just to keep serving. And so um, I just was really drawn to uh, um, just ministry in South Dakota and I can help other East River South Dakotans grow in their faith and I don't have to travel and I can um, file for taxes and things like that. So 
Um, it was really appealing to me. So it was more convenient. Huh? Yes, yeah. So that's kind of how, um, just kind of in a nutshell, the Lord really just kind of brought me here. So. Sure. So can I ask you, I, I, I know very little about the two of you. In fact, this is the first time I've met both of you. So yes. this is kind of fun. Um, Mason, when, like when you had this conversion, were you, were you Christian before that? Or was this a complete, like went from zero to a hundred? Yeah, it was, I, and we actually know each other through college. I don't know if, I guess if you'd say it was like a zero to a hundred kind of a thing, but I think it's before your conversion. Oh, I, yeah, (laughs) we're learning things about each other, I guess. But, um, I, I don't know. I think it was uh, definitely a mixture probably between the two. So um, I wasn't raised really in like a very, um, uh, like my family, like uh, kind of more towards I got older in like middle school, high school age, my mom um, started taking us to like not like a non-denominational church. Sure. And so I, I kind of grew up with like a background of, you know, like we knew the, our father we went to church, but like we never kind of like prayed together. We never read scripture. We sure. never talked about the Lord. So it was pretty much like a cold turkey <laughs> Um, kind of thing where I just like, I went to adoration for the first time and like, I just fell in love with Christ. Wow. Um, so praise God for the grace and just him being patient enough to kind of stick with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty, pretty big change in my yeah. life. It really changed my, my, the direction of kind of how I thought my life was going to go. Yeah, it really did. Uh, yeah. I'm always interested to hear that as a cradle Catholic, <laughs> yes. just to hear somebody uh, <clears throat> go from, from little or no faith to just Net ministries. I mean, this is that's not what most of us do. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you just went right in, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Yeah, glory so. be Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was not how I thought my life would turn out three years ago. So, right, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah. Um, I guess I I'm also a recent graduate from University of Minnesota Duluth, and so where Mason and I went to college, and my family lives in Sioux Falls. So I'm a Lumen Christian missionary, place that Christ the King doing okay. college campus ministry for the most part and a little bit of healthcare ministry. Um, but 23 years old. Where'd like, you grow up? Uh, in central Minnesota. Oh, okay. So my family moved here after I graduated high school. Okay. And so hence why I went to school in Minnesota. Sure. And then I'm now living here. My, okay. All of my extended family lives here. Okay. When you say hospital ministry, can you explain that to me a little bit? Yeah. I didn't know that you guys were involved with that. That's really it's, cool. It's uh, not hospital ministry. It's more healthcare worker. Okay. So it's a very small part of what I do, but once a month, um, there's a healthcare, either students or healthcare workers, anyone interested in that. We meet up first Friday of the month, Friday in the morning, 630 in the oh. morning, um, and just discuss ethical healthcare. Oh, and so that's there's, great. It's a it's really interesting. Yeah. So I, after living Christie, plan on being a nurse. Um, so I love healthcare and ethics and bioethics and all that kind of stuff. And to come and sit and listen to people that are well into their field or mm-hmm. all their students like me, or mm-hmm. like it's anywhere between, you know, freshmen, nursing student, students and mm-hmm. doctors that are pretty well into their field. Yep. And then Camu Anders mm-hmm. leads that. Mm-hmm. And then we're going through a document that the Vatican or no, the bishops put out. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you're getting involved in that. And especially if you're going to be a nurse, because we need really good Catholics in our healthcare systems Mm -hmm. right now. Um, There's some not so great things happening in the healthcare system that is not helpful for Catholics in that uh, area. So I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. And it's a surprising amount of resources for Catholics in healthcare Mm -hmm. and just things that aren't really talked about that are just very helpful for students like me to know. And I mean, young professionals and it's yeah, very helpful. For sure. Uh, did you grow up Catholic? Mm-hmm, did I you? did. Okay. I okay. did. So you're, she, this is old hat for her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, there was a small conversion in college yeah. that 
help me take my faith like more seriously yeah, and yeah. all of that. Yep. But yes, group mm-hmm. Catholic. Very good. Okay. So um, why don't we start, Mason? What, as a Lumen Christi, Christi missionary, what have you been doing lately? Because I know you said right before we we started the show, uh, you, you actually both do different things. You work with high school yes. students, and Sarah works with mostly college. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what have you been up to lately, Mason? Yeah, thanks for asking. I've The Lord's been very gracious and very generous, but I've been um, kind of assigned or called to serve in um, Aberdeen, mm-hmm. South Dakota. So kind of mostly um, what my kind of job description or day-to-day looks like in Aberdeen is I do relational ministry mm-hmm. um, at Roncalli um, High School. So I work with like 7th through 12th grade students, and I'm there to kind of help— um, kind of encourage like maybe a shift in like the the school, uh, the culture of the school, um, but really just to try and like kind of chase after a lot of the students, um, especially the guys with like Bible studies and just to kind of try to help them have an encounter with the Lord. So I'm there about like four days a week. So I do a lot um, with like the high school. Mm-hmm. And then I also help out with some parish ministry in town. So I do uh, between like St. Mary's and Sacred Heart mm-hmm. Parishes. Um, the, uh, the Lord's just doing so much, but I'm just really um, helping out with just kind of some details like confirmation classes and Oh, youth sure. group and there's like encounter ministries up there now. So kind of helping out just with some other things like that. Right. And we also from time to time help out with different like diocesan retreats and okay. mm-hmm. stuff like that. So mostly like high school ministry and then just some other kind of things on this side too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Sarah, you're more involved in the college side. Yes. Almost completely involved in the college side. Okay. And so that's a lot of Bible studies, small group, like discipleship kind of groups. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of like, a group of students or a student wants to learn how to grow in prayer or wants to, um, since my love of healthcare and both Augustana and University of Sioux Falls are big nursing schools, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of conversations involving that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, I help out with the big campus ministry events and then there's two or three, depending on how you count it, small group Bible studies of girls that I lead. Mm-hmm. And then within those group of girls, there's, a few that I meet up with one-on-one okay. consistently that I've expressed the desire to grow in a specific way. And more often a, it's prayer or yeah. a ver- variation of that. More of an um, individual mentorship. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. there's some that's one-on-one. There's some that is a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple that are healthcare students that we're going through a Vatican document together. Well, so sure. there's a variety of that, Yeah, but it's a variations of relational ministry. Okay. So. So, so as missionaries this way, you don't really necessarily, well, you might have some prescribed things that you do, but it sounds like you also kind of go with the flow and started a group here or there as, Mm -hmm. as the needs present themselves. Is that right? Very much so. Yeah. Very much. And there's the structure where the Looming Christie's big three is prayer, community, and mission. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, creating a culture of community that fosters prayer and right. from that this mission, but that looks very different in a high school than it does on yeah. a college mm-hmm. campus. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So one of the things when I was getting ready for this interview, that was kind of, I really wanted to get a feel from you guys because you're a mid high school students and college students quite mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the typical uh, young person is with faith right now? Yeah, I, I think that's a really great question, and that's something that I find myself praying about mm-hmm. very often, <laughs> kind of throughout life. But mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, I, I really do see kind of um, throughout my experience, um, just kind of within the past few months with Lumen Christie, but also just as a, another young person, um, the Lord is just working so much with young people in our diocese and just kind of, I think, 
I, I think there's really going to be like a very beautiful, fruitful change kind of in our culture mm. in the next um, short amount of time with a lot of young people um, just, um, you know, in our communities, in our schools, um, stuff like that. But um, I really think that a lot of young people, uh, oftentimes there can be kind of like maybe a connotation or maybe kind of an idea that young people aren't present in church and they're, mm-hmm. you know, young people don't take faith seriously mm-hmm. and um, there can be a lot of secularism kind of when I think maybe um, older generations kind of think of younger people. But I, I, I really see that there's, I think, a very deep awakening with many young people, especially in our in our diocese, but also just in the country, um, where I think young people are really realizing that they're created for more. Um, so I think there's only a certain extent, and this was kind of what led me to my own conversion when I was in college. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much where I can. There's only so much that I can saturate out of life before, like I kind of like I, I get antsy and right. I'm I, I'm I'm kind of looking for more. I'm looking for restless. a deeper. Yeah, I'm I'm restless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of in my experience, I think that's where a lot of young people are at, which is such an exciting point to kind of see what the Lord is going to continue to do um, just to set more people on fire and just right. to really kind of, um, just to really like provide for his children. Right, so, right. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Mason Ferner and Sarah Dvorak about what is happening with Lumen Christi. And I just asked the question about um, where do we think most young people are in their faith and, and just thinking about faith? And Sarah, can you answer that from the college kind of perspective? Yeah, um, I would agree with a lot of what Mason mm-hmm. said, but especially on a college campus, students are often already grappling with this question, mm-hmm. but really are brought face to face of we're not very often in a stage where that's the natural or the normal or, right. and I don't even know if normal would quite be the right word, but it's not what you're going to slide into. Right. But it's, it's really hard to be neutral. It's hard yes. to live a mediocre life. Because right. um, the culture is going to pull you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really. Yes. Yeah. And subjective truth doesn't hold up to logic. And, right. you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of thought to realize that. And people are looking for something more. Yeah. And so I also have a lot of hope for, like, our generation. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're thinking about things that have started in the U.S. in the last 30 years, mm-hmm. or maybe 50 years, like Net, Focus, mm-hmm. Lumen Christi, multiple religious orders, like Sisters of Life, The Handmaids, yes. all of these things where there's, you know, the average age of a nun is like 30 or something. Right. Like, right. it's just, there's a desire for something more. There's enough access to things where, you know, if you're our age and you're not happy, it's not because you don't have enough stuff. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take all that long. And then all of these missionary organizations and all of this, like, mm-hmm all of like Lumen Christi or Focus or Net or all of those things are coming up and saying like, this is actually how you're going to be happy. And right. mm-hmm. life and life with Christ is an adventure and we crave adventure. Mm-hmm. And so once you realize adventure isn't in parties or whatever, like it, <laughs> right. doesn't, it doesn't, like people aren't happy with that. And right. it doesn't take a whole lot of time to realize like, I still crave adventure. Like what is this desire in my heart? Mm-hmm. And then realizing like, oh, this isn't just, the random thing I did sometimes Sunday mornings mm-hmm. or yeah. the Wednesday mm-hmm. night, like to have the relational side of it supplemented with the education side yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think I don't, I don't, I can't answer where the average young person is in the diocese, but I mm-hmm. think in general, right. there's going to be a big conversion. There already is a big conversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And if I could add as well, I think I, I amen, like amen. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and I think kind of from my experience, I think specifically from Lumen Christi, um, working at Roncalli, go Cavs, by the way, um, uh, with, you know, like seventh through 12th grade students. And I really see 
uh, a lot of students are, I think majority of, I think majority of the cases, a lot of students are really eager and they're really wanting to like, even if it's deep down, they're really wanting to take like that baby step towards, you know, prayer or maybe the sacraments or maybe, um, maybe it's going to a confession for the first time in over a year, mm-hmm. or maybe it's, you know, stepping into the chapel and praying a little bit or praying for a test or, um, I, I see a lot of students, they understand that like God is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they understand that there's like, like a deep down, like a need for him. Um, and a lot of students are kind of wanting to take that baby step, but they don't know how. Sure. Because if, if you look at, you know, a lot that they're surrounded by on their phones or kind of with our culture, um, they, they don't see that day to day. Like, you know, they don't have that mentorship that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, there, there's a lot of hope, but I think there's a lot of eagerness and there's been so many seeds for so long that's been planted. Right. And a lot of these young people, um, and it's just a matter of, of, you know, when the Lord is going to call for fruit. Right. I think. So right. it's, it gives me yeah. a lot of hope too. Yeah. 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 And even just kind of thinking about my conversion, like, Oh, I've always been Catholic. And then it got to a certain point early in college when I realized like, Oh, I actually can have a relationship with God more than like a rosary or things right. like that, mm-hmm. where this can be this adventure and this can just be relationship. And that changed a lot of things. And it made, like, I knew that religion was important and real, mm-hmm. but it made like, having the context of the relationship made it everything. Right. And just that's where evangelization is going. And that's where education is going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you guys really just answered my next question, which was what, why the work is the work of Lumen Christi is important. And it's because they're looking for a way to take that next step. And you guys, the Mm -hmm. missionaries can show them that way and be that like partner Mm -hmm. in them finding that. Does that sound right? Am I on it or no? Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe, I think kind of more so in like the high school setting, I mm-hmm. think it's really just about like delegation for me, um, where if there's a student that maybe has a question on like religion homework, or maybe they are wanting to pray, or maybe they, um, there's some home life stuff that's kind of heavy um, mm-hmm. in their life right um, at the moment. It's it's mostly like not about really what I'm doing, but it's kind of about like, what is the Lord already doing like in their life that they maybe they mm-hmm. don't know about? And how can I kind of direct them more towards yeah. the Lord? Yeah. Because you know, um, at the end of the year, like when May comes, I'm not going to, you know, we, we move okay. on with our life yeah. or you're going to get married or go off to be a nurse and <laughs> Lord knows what I'm going to do. I have no idea. Um, but it's really cool. The Lord actually makes it very easy for us because, um, yeah, he, yeah, it's, it's, he's like, he's very simple and it, it's really, it's, I mean, I think it's pretty easy cause it's just, you know, uh, it's really just sharing what I've been given. And that's kind of the, I think it really goes back to the Bishop's vision for our diocese mm-hmm. of being a, a missionary discipleship. So yeah. it's just sharing the love of God that God has given um, to me through his love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know you both wanted to talk about what you're seeing happen. Mm. So have you seen some fruits so far? And can you tell us about some of those? We have, mm. a, we have three or four minutes left yet. So yeah, I think we can get a few of those in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess I can start just thinking mm. about college ministry. Like having said this before, this is the, like if, the easiest time for conversion is typically in college because mm-hmm. everything changes um, in general. And this is just the next thing you're questioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just walking with these girls and when my Bible studies are smaller groups, it's really amazing just being able to witness. Like, I'm basically, I have a front row seat to their conversion. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord's doing big things in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to, be their friend in that and have that front row seat and be a few years ahead in prayer with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And just 
like so often I can be timid and not want to like yeah. ask that question or yeah. not want to ask like the hard question. And they'll bring it up themselves of like, like, do you want to meet up and pray? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's actually my job. I, I should have offered that earlier. <laughs> I'm just like, so just even that of in my timidness, the Lord, like through other people is like, no, like this is something that people want. Mm -hmm. um, and just being like constantly reassured of that. Mm -hmm. um, and even thinking about like, when I was in college, that was something I sought out. So that mm -hmm. isn't anything different than right. what other people are. And so just, there's so much of that. Then there's so much of um, like girls in Bible studies, like, oh, I grew up Catholic, but didn't know this kind of basic mm -hmm. fact about the Bible or basic right. whatever right. and being excited about that. Or um, I took a couple girls that like want to be doctors to the Alpha Center and had them tour that and then getting really excited because there's actually a way to be an ethical OBGYN yeah. and mm -hmm. just like things yeah. like that where they're seeing the possibility and they're seeing the depth of the faith, yeah. like in little bits for the first time. And I'm right. able to witness that yeah. and kind of bear witness to mm -hmm. That's that. Mm -hmm. Mason, what have you been seeing? Oh gosh, so, so much. Um, <laughs> I think it's hard to, it's a beautiful question, but I, I'd say maybe the kind of what's at the front of my mind is I think a big thing, I, I think especially with working with younger people is that um, I think it's really just normalizing, like seeing a young person practice their faith. Oh yeah. So it's like seeing someone go to daily mass or seeing someone pray or um, having someone, you know, ask you, Hey, how can I pray for you today? Um, because like growing up, I went to a public high school, you know, I, I wasn't raised in the church and like, I, I wouldn't have had the courage to go to like these retreats that are offered. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have, if there was a missionary at my high school, I probably wouldn't have even talked to them. Right. Um, we made a big circle around them when yeah. they walked down the hall. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, I think it's really encouraging. And I, I, I really do believe that the Lord's planting a lot of seeds with our young people that, you know, the, that he's not scary, but like, it's possible to be a young person and also to be like joyful and happy mm -hmm. and also be Catholic at the same time. Mm -hmm. That is not impossible. And it's actually like the Lord desires um, that for us and he's willing to make it very easy for us. Um, and we'll be happier if we let that happen. Yeah. And that's something that I'm learning myself yeah. still, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, like, Lord, it's actually a lot easier. Like if I try to do this with you versus yes. doing it on my own. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think a big thing kind of, of what I'm seeing is just that, you know, in Aberdeen is, is there's the, the Lord's been, there's so many good families and there's mm -hmm. so much going on there, but really with, you know, a lot of the, the younger students is that um, it's just, it's like faith isn't scary mm -hmm. and that like the Lord um, trusting the Lord isn't as scary as it can seem, I right. think, especially when you're at that age. Yeah. I so. think that's huge. Cause I think that's a big part of it is there's a lot of different fears that kind of follow along. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I won't be accepted by my friends. I'll be mm -hmm. whatever it is. So it's good that you guys are in the places you are. Yeah. So you can provide that support and guidance and just someone, when you said, um, she said, I want to pray with me, but you thought you should offer that. She felt comfortable enough to say that to you mm. because she knows where you are mm. and who you are. So I think that's, that makes a big difference. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. we are out of time. You guys, that was, I knew that uh, conversation was going to go really fast <laughs> and we went to get all the questions and talk about everything. So maybe we'll have to have you back sometime or I guess if you're both leaving Loom and Christy soon enough, but mm -hmm. oh, um, you. you're getting married. I'm getting married in July. Okay. Yes. So yeah, you, you're only a Lumen Christi missionary for so long. So it's not mm -hmm. like you're doing this for forever, Yeah. but there'll be more behind these guys mm -hmm. and uh, more good things coming. So I look forward to more and hearing about more. Thank you. Thanks oh, thank for you. being here, you guys. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Good. All right. If you haven't found us on social media yet, you can find us at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and now also at Rumble at SF Diocese. 
or at our website at sfcatholic.org. That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.